Hello and welcome to Rajya Sabha Television. You're watching The Big Picture with me, Frank Rausen Pereira. U.S. Special Envoy to Afghanistan, Zalmai Khalilzad, has shared details of his recent talks with the Taliban, with Afghan President Ashraf Ghani and other government officials. A January 28th statement quoted Khalilzad as saying he had held talks about a possible ceasefire, but nothing was agreed upon. Khalilzad also confirmed that no agreement had been made on the withdrawal of foreign troops adding that any such decision would be coordinated with the Afghan government. The statement comes after both the Taliban and Khalilzad said progress was made in the latest set of talks in Qatar aimed at ending the 17-year-old conflict in Afghanistan. The Western-backed government in Kabul has struggled to fend off a resurgent Taliban and other militant groups nearly two decades after a U.S.-led coalition drove the Taliban from power in Afghanistan in 2001. The Taliban has so far refused to hold direct negotiations with the Afghan government officials, whom they dismiss as puppets. On this edition of The Big Picture, we will analyze the current situation in Afghanistan. Joining me on the program today are Dilip Sina, former ambassador, Major General Ashwini Sivach, strategic expert, Pramit Pal Chaudhary, foreign editor at the Hindustan Times. Thank you to all my guests for joining me on this edition of The Big Picture. Dilip Sina, I'd like to begin the program with you. You know, what do you make of uh, the talks that were held between the Taliban and uh, uh, Khalilzad in Qatar. We do not know the details of the talks. All we know is that uh, Khalilzad uh, Zalmai has gone back and briefed the Afghan government on it. Uh, there have been some statements coming out of the Taliban, but uh, clearly no agreement has been reached. What the Taliban want is that the Americans should commit themselves to withdraw from Afghanistan so that they can move in. Uh, if this were to happen, this would be, I think, the third time that uh, a major power, external uh, power that has entered Afghanistan with the intention of settling and establishing stability in Afghanistan would withdraw. First, the Soviets did that in 1988 after having fought the country, fought in the country and almost destroyed it for eight, nine years. Then the Americans did that with the Mujahideen when they withdrew again and left Afghanistan at the mercy of the Taliban. And now this will be the third time that the U.S. and the other forces uh, uh, in the ISAF would uh, end up withdrawing uh, withdrawing from a war which effectively they would have actually lost because the Taliban have not committed uh, that they are abjuring uh, violence. They are continuing to indulge in violence. They are continuing to attack Afghan troops. They have been responsible for all the uh, violence in the country. Uh, I think uh, Ashraf Ghani said that in the last five years, 45,000 Afghan troops have been killed, which is a huge number. So uh, the war in Afghanistan has actually been going on for much longer than just 17 mm. years. 17 years has been with the current uh, lot. So yes, it will be a, a tragedy for Afghanistan if uh, the American troops were to withdraw, uh, leaving the country at the mercy of the Taliban. Uh, General, from a strategic and from a, from a defense point of view, you know, how would you look at these talks that were held in Qatar? See, Frank, what is happening is that there is no denying the fact that the talks were continued for six days. That is a positive sign. So, therefore, there a lot of things have been covered. Of course, uh, nothing has been uh, disclosed, but it looks like that the, uh, as far as these talks were concerned, they were constructive, they were fruitful. Two, three issues which stand out. As far as Afghanistan is concerned, they are uh, the Jalme Khaliljad. He was uh, insisting on two issues. One is the ceasefire and the second thing is Afghan government getting involved into talks directly with Taliban. Whereas as far as Taliban is concerned that they were 
basically trying to say please tell us the timeline as to when the us and the nato troops will be withdrawing from afghanistan mm. rest everything will follow thereafter so these are the two sticking point which are there which are not still been resolved so this is one issue which is there the issue which possibly have been slightly gone ahead was exchange of prisoner war and second thing is lifting of a, a certain uh, ban on taliban leader for visiting foreign countries this has been slightly it seemed that they had agreed now the issue which is coming is that as far as the from the military point of view concerned that as on today it is a resurgent taliban which is there it is already occupied 50% of uh, the of afghanistan uh, state also 15 million people which is 50% of the population is under them and therefore they are speaking from uh, from a platform of strength they know that trump is very keen to leave afghanistan mm. so they are making use of this situation and trying to put pressure now the second issue which is coming is as far as afghan government is concerned now afghan government is very much worried they do not want the us to sort of negotiate with taliban certain terms and condition which not be favorable to them like that if they give the some timeline uh, of withdrawal and and say in a year or uh, about it will create a total confusion in afghanistan mm. it, it will go back to those 88 89 when uh, soviet have gone out and there after that government collapse let us say that if uh, americans go out of tel- uh, um, afghanistan prematurely then it is very difficult for the present government to survive the onslaught of taliban right. so therefore that is very important for for, for uh, government ashraf ghani is saying that please do not re- negotiate anything with taliban which is not favorable to the condition of afghanistan so sure. this is one issue which they have to take into consideration right. ashraf ghani is telling time and again that as far as uh, taliban is concerned they are most welcome to come overboard and take part in political process when in case they do two things one is that they declare cease fire and also recognize the constitution of afghanistan sure right pramit pal chaudhry so you know considering the fragile situation in afghanistan mm-hmm. what is the significant significance of these talks really well as is mentioned the, the, the driving force has been president trump's determination to leave afghanistan uh this fits in is with his overall america first strategy and his belief uh that america is overextended uh and spends too much money particularly in in the in the middle east southwest asia region uh this is nothing new obama also uh, was a strong believer that america should withdraw from afghanistan um and this gives a window of opportunity as far as the taliban are concerned and it's one of the reasons from what we've read and heard uh is that when zalmai kalilzad the uh offered an 18 month time frame for american withdrawal uh the taliban wanted it much faster uh because their experience has been as happened with obama is that obama kept announcing i'm going to withdraw i'm going to withdraw and nothing would happen because the pentagon and the american establishment would slowly slow roll the policy uh until the circumstances had changed or obama didn't didn't have really the political capital or attention to fulfill uh the attack or there was evidence of for example islamic state activity uh which remains a, a major american concern uh so 
The question really now in America is, does Trump have the ability to pull to, uh, get a withdrawal done before the political window in Washington closes? Because there's very clear evidence that the Pentagon continues to oppose the policy. Uh, his previous defense secretary, Mattis, has, before he left, carefully spent uh, the last few weeks in office trying to ensure that the American presence in Afghanistan was still, still stuck, if mm -hmm. you wish, in the ground. Uh, his present defense secretary, Shanahan, is widely believed to lack the support of, the, uh, lack credibility in the Congress and with the military services. Uh, and Trump is extremely fickle. Uh, well, he may one day want to do something, and then he may change his mind two months later. Right. Um, and so it's a very weak window in Washington. And there are huge forces trying very hard to ensure that Trump's policy is not actually enacted. Mm. Uh, so we'll see a troop withdrawal, but we'll not necessarily see an American withdrawal in the sense that the number of troops may reduce, uh, but it may not be enough to go through. So the Taliban are right to try to push this as fast as possible because they rightly believe that there's not much chance, not much of a window for them to get this through. Right. Uh, the problem for them uh, is that the gap between America and the, Af and the Afghan government and the Taliban mm. uh, in terms of position, I don't, my suspicion is that there's not enough time to be able to close that gap. Right. Dilip um, Sana, you know, that having been said, uh, the fact of, of the matter is the talks have taken place and, you know, the conflicting reports that are coming out suggesting that, you know, maybe the talks went well. Does this mean that, uh, you know, both parties want long-lasting peace in Afghanistan at the end of the day? Well, certainly the Americans would like to have peace in Afghanistan. I'm not too sure about the Taliban. The mm. Taliban want peace only at their, at their, on their terms. Uh, but this desire that uh, perhaps there can be some kind of accommodation reached with the Taliban is there as a streak in a, a number of uh, Western countries. If you remember way back in 2006, the British, who were in charge, whose troops were present in the Helmand province, uh, were under pressure in Musakala, a small uh, town there, uh, because of Taliban attacks. And they decided after some time that they couldn't hold on. So they came to an agreement with the Taliban and agreed to withdraw their troops from Musakala and let, tell the village elders on the understanding the village elders would keep the Taliban out. Now, the British troops withdrew from there. And for about uh, a year and a half, Musakala came under the Taliban. The Taliban just moved into Musakala. They, of course, forgot, forgot about all the commitments that they had made not to indulge in violence. The moment they moved in, they hanged the village elders. And then they hanged all other th people that they thought were spies. They shut down schools, stopped movement of women. And then it took the ISAF forces, the international forces, a huge amount of effort to regain Musakala. So uh, that is the extent of the kind of trust you can place in the word of the Taliban. But um, the Americans certainly would, would like to make the government of Afghanistan as broad-based as possible. But there the point is that they must get the Taliban to agree to the constitutional process. Mm. It is not for Western countries or any other foreign country to decide who is going to rule Afghanistan. That has to come from the ballot papers of the Afghan people. Sure. If the Taliban do not wish to contest the elections, then they have no right to come to power through on the back of either Trump or anybody else. Absolutely. You know, uh, peace talks have taken place in the past as well, General, and, you know, they have failed in the past, we've seen. So what's different this time around? See, uh, two, three things are very different this time. First of all, there is no denying the fact that Trump has made up his mind 
that he will be finally withdrawing. Mm. The timeline may be different. Second issue is that the Taliban is also very keen that some sort of negotiation is done this time. Because if the negotiation are done, then only uh, the US and NATO troops will withdraw. Now, this is the start point. But both are suspicious of each other. Because both think that ki he may outwit the other one. Now, as far as America is concerned, America is worried that in case any negotiation is done, what is the guarantee in case the NATO and US troops withdraw that uh, uh, Taliban stick to the promise done by them? And thereafter, the government can fall. So, therefore, prematurely withdrawing from Afghanistan can be catastrophic. So, that is one issue. As far as um, uh, Taliban is concerned, they are worried that time and again the timeline has been given for withdrawal of, of US troops and NATO troops from Afghanistan, like Obama has also given, but it has never been materialized. So, therefore, both are suspicious on each other. One issue which was coming as far as Khalil uh, uh, Jad was concerned, he time and again told that you have to give us two, three undertaking. Now, as far as the talks are going on, the one is that you have to ensure Afghanistan soil not to be utilized by uh, international jihadis like Islamic State and also Al-Qaeda. This promise has to be done by them. Now, that one is not sure whether they will able to abide by that or not. And second thing, what they are trying to tell is that the ceasefire has to be comprehensive. Mm. That it, the line which are given to it has to be followed by both the sides. The issue which is coming is, now Jalme Khalilzad is saying that some sort of negotiation must be reached because there are elections which are taking place in month of July as far as the president is concerned. They say if the negotiations are reached well in time, then the Taliban, if they come overboard, they recognize the constitution of Afghanistan and they declare the ceasefire. They are most welcome to contest those elections. Right. So that is also the point which is in the back of mind of uh, American. Now, as far as the Taliban is concerned, the seriousness which is there is that Mullah Abdul Ghani Baradar, who was a co-founder of Taliban as well as a military commander who was in prison in Pakistan for eight years, has been released and he was participating in this uh, talks. So, they are also very serious that talks should materialize. But the point is now th how things unfold. Then uh, Jalmeh Khalilzad said, Nothing has been so far, you know, is agreed. And until unless everything is not agreed, nothing is agreed. Right. So, therefore, they will go very cautiously. Both sides are weighing each other and then going. That's why they were saying that ki joint uh, draft will be announced, but nothing has been announced because no one is sure of each other. Right. And uh, Pramit, where does this leave the Afghan government really? Well, the Afghan government obviously is in, in, a, in a bind. If, they, if tomorrow the Americans cut off their aid supply in particular, uh, the money and ammunition and weapons, the Afghan government really, uh, we, its uh, time would effectively be over, uh, as happened with the previous uh, Najibullah government when the Soviet Union cut off its, its supplies and, and support. Um, so... So obviously they will seek to either delay the American departure or if the Americans decide that they will strike a deal with the Taliban or they come to one, that it comes along with a very strong uh, American commitment to keep supplying money and weapons to the Afghan government. The problem will be really is that in it, in the closer the Taliban and the Americans come to an understanding of U.S. troop withdrawal, uh, 
the weaker there will be among a lot of the fence-sitting groups in Kabul and elsewhere mm. to continue to be supportive of the Kabul government. They'll assume, therefore, that the clock is ticking here. Uh, and why, therefore, should I uh, put my support behind the, the Afghan government? I would expect to see a large number of desertions or greater desertions in the Afghan National Army. A lot of local leaders and warlords and so on would immediately begin to withdraw their support or begin talking directly to the Taliban. So any U.S. troop withdrawal, no matter what happens or in whatever framework it is done, would probably begin to reduce the credibility and the coherence uh, of the Kabul regime. Absolutely. And, you know, Dilipsana, you know, what are some of the contentious issues, really, that need ironing out in the days to come? Contentious in what sense? For the Taliban, for the you know, Americans? For, 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 for all the players, and there are so many players there, you know, what, what really needs to be addressed first so as to ensure we see long-lasting peace in Afghanistan because that's what we are interested in, really. Yes, what the Americans are hoping is that if they get the Taliban on board and uh, get them to join the government in a peaceful manner, then they will be able to keep the other slightly worse devils, that is the Islamic State and the uh, Al-Qaeda, out of Afghanistan. Now, that is a fond hope. You know, but with hmm. the U.S. withdrawing from Afghanistan, hmm. won't it be a free-for-all? Absolutely. That's what I'm saying, that it will be it's a fond hope of the Americans that once they, once they withdraw, the Taliban will keep their promise of mm. not allowing the Al-Qaeda to come in. Remember, mm. the uh, invasion of Afghanistan took place because of the Al-Qaeda, not because of the Taliban. So, uh, and with the Taliban, the Americans are prepared to live with them, provided the Al-Qaeda and the ISIS don't come into Afghanistan. Mm. Because they regard the Taliban as essentially an Afghan-centric movement. They might be uh, anti-women and anti-education, but they, are not, they don't have a global view. They don't have a view of spreading jihad all over the world, the way Al-Qaeda has or the Islamic State has. Mm. So from the American point of view, a localized uh, uh, state of the Taliban in Afghanistan will hurt some people in Afghanistan, but that's that they can live with that. But not with the Al-Qaeda and the Islamic State yeah. coming in. Sure. And General, how important is it to have, you know, a peaceful Afghanistan so as to ensure stability and peace in the region itself? Very important. In fact, uh, the, uh, Afghanistan to be a peaceful is a requirement of the day for South Asia and uh, world over. Because, see, it lies in a place that Central Asian states are there on the north of it. And toward the east is the Pakistan and toward the west are the Gulf countries. Now, if Afghanistan remains an area of disturb, then it will create, first of all, there is a danger of not only Taliban coming into power, it is also Al-Qaeda and also Islamic State coming. And it flowing toward Kashmir is very much possible. That is point number one, which we have to be very careful. And the second thing is that we have known that experience from 1996 to 2001, when Taliban was governing uh, Afghanistan, they went 50 years behind. What was happening is they were following the Sharia law and uh, execution and amputation was a part of the day. The women were not allowed in public life. Democracy was not there. The uh, freedom of press was curbed. So there is a danger of this in case Taliban comes and Al-Qaeda and Islamic State all come. So this, they will again follow the Sharia law. So that will create a disturbance in the whole area. Now, for us, it makes a lot of difference as far as India is concerned. Because we have just taken over Charbar and we are trying to, through Charbar, going to Afghanistan and Central Asian states. For us to have a... Stable Afghanistan is very important 
we have hugely invested in infrastructure and capacity building we have also utilized almost 3 billion dollar one of the highest regional donor there after america so therefore for us also afghanistan must remain stable if there is a afghanistan which is under turmoil will have implication all over south asia as well as world over right you know, uh, Pramit, that having been said, clearly, like the general has just pointed out, there's a lot at stake for India, really, as, as far as Afghanistan is concerned. So how should we proceed? Well, um, I would argue that we may wish the Taliban and U.S. talks to fail um, and the present status quo more or less to continue. Obviously, we can't actively support uh, such a position. Uh, but that would be, and I think what we would be fundamentally, our policy would be to support the Afghan, the Kabul government, uh, as much as possible. Because even during the process of the talks, even if they were to fail later, even if they were to continue, however, one year, it would undermine the, the confidence of the Kabul regime. And it would be very important, I think, as much as we can, to try to keep that confidence up. Uh, because even, as I've said, the process of talking will strengthen the hand of the Taliban on the ground. Uh, and that's something we, would, we should try to, to, uh, to uh, work and mitigate against as much as we can. Um, but other than that, I don't think there's very much we can do. And I think we have, uh, we should be making it clear to the Americans that we at least have no problems with their presence there. Hmm. Um, and besides what the general has mentioned, you have to keep in mind that one thing that the present unrest in Afghanistan and the maintenance of an independent Kabul regime uh, has meant is that it bogs down Pakistan. Right. Uh, I mean, there is, a, there is a direct link, if you wish, to the presence of a Taliban or a pro-Pakistani regime in Afghanistan and the problems that we have faced in the past in Kashmir and elsewhere. Sure. Uh, the more Pakistan is worried about a two-front uh, uh, policy or, or, or containment, uh, between India and Afghanistan, the less willing they are to provoke us or give us trouble. Right. Closing comments now from all my guests, starting first with you, the Lipsina. You know, Pravit uh, seems to suggest that there's nothing much that India can do really in Afghanistan, but do we have some kind of a leverage there? I think we do, in the sense that it's, it's a soft leverage that we have. Uh, I imagine Afghanistan today is, 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 is great. We have made a huge comeback in Afghanistan. The Afghan people are our greatest allies over there. Uh, so we should use that and we should uh, promote this idea the, from the expat population of the Afghans as well as the new generation that has grown up in Afghanistan in the last 17 years to try and impress upon the Western countries that this is a new Afghanistan in which the Taliban are out of date. They should not be allowed to come in. And if they come in, then they must come in on the terms of the Afghan constitution. And this message should go out from the Afghan people themselves to the Western governments. And this, I think, we can certainly uh, use our soft uh, power there to try and persuade them because their future while we will suffer but they'll suffer the most over there right the entire new Kabul will get destroyed if the Taliban come in so that is something that we should be able to use and uh, use that as an influence on the Western governments general what's the best way forward for India as far as India is concerned India will like that the Americans and NATO troops can stay as long as feasible mm. because the moment they they withdraw uh, you know our problem starts because we have hugely invested uh, in Afghanistan, both infrastructure, capacity building, and also soft power. And therefore, the issue which is coming is, there is a big dilemma as far as India is concerned. How do they go about it? Now, there is no the solution to it. Now, in case if Taliban comes tomorrow, in some or the other form, 
as to if Taliban is not to come, then why Americans are having direct talks with Taliban? And therefore, it looks like that Taliban will have some sort of role in the government which will come in future in Afghanistan. So therefore, India must be vigilant and alert. That some, however, whether backdoor diplomacy and all should remain relevant in case there is a change of government which is there in case American withdraw finally, say in one and a half year or two years, that whatever government come that time, that we should have some sort of relation with them, whatever is the government, because we are investment is very huge. We cannot be saying that in case the present government stays there, we are there. And in case the Taliban comes to in some or the other form, then we reach to a dead end. That right. will not be correct because we our investment is huge and our uh, you know options are limited mm. so we should be trading our uh, path very cautiously and try our all means to pressurize america not to withdraw so fast and also to pressurize america to ensure that the interest of india is safeguard in afghanistan because if india stay there the afghanistan is stable all right uh, you know let's not forget pramit that there are other players in the region as well so, quick closing comment on what's at stake for them as well. Well, I think the country that we will probably have to work more if the Taliban were to come to power in some variety in Kabul uh, would be Iran, who have their concerns about the Taliban. They've had a very difficult relationship with them. Uh, unfortunately, Russia, I think, increasingly aligns itself with China and uh, Pakistan uh, on the Afghan issue in particular. But curious enough, China is a country that is very focused on stability overall. They are very nervous about Islamic terrorism. They have that problem uh, and their residents yeah. uh, in their own country. Um, and they have tried to serve, position themselves as a neutral broker in Afghanistan. And curiously enough, I would argue that if Pakistan decides to convert or try to convert Afghanistan into a terror base again, uh, the country that would probably be most disturbed and one country would possibly work with is China. All right. All right. On that note, then, we'll call it a wrap on this edition of The Big Picture. Thank you to all my guests for joining me on the program and putting things into perspective for us. That's it on this edition. See you again next time.